this installment of Beethoven on Friday was intended for release on November 12th, 2021. It is a program devoted to great Jewish classical artists who were forced to flee from the Nazis in Germany and throughout Western Europe, and it is timed to commemorate the anniversary of one of the most ghastly events that ever took place in history, namely Kristallnacht, November 9th, 1938, into the morning of November 10th, when the Nazi stormtroopers and, shall we say, sympathetic citizens set out to destroy the synagogues and Jewish businesses throughout Germany. I'm going to begin with the great Artur Schnabel. Artur Schnabel, who was Austrian, he was born in Austria in 1882, saw the handwriting on the wall, and he got himself his wife, Teresa Bear Schnabel, who also was Jewish and a very fine singer, and their two sons, Karl Ulrich, himself a distinguished pianist, and Stefan, who was a very fine actor, out. They went first through Italy and ultimately came to the United States. And they were here throughout the Second World War. In fact, the Schnabels became citizens during the war, believe in 1943. The recordings I'm going to share with you today are the last three Beethoven sonatas. These were recorded in 1932. The sonata number 30 in E, opus 109. The sonata number 31 in A-flat major, opus 110. And the ultimate Beethoven sonata, the last one. The sonata number 32 in C minor, opus 111. Thank you. 
Arthur Schnabel, The Last Three Piano Sonatas by Ludwig van Beethoven. The Sonata Number 30 in E Major, Opus 109. The Sonata Number 31 in A Flat Major, Opus 110. And the Sonata Number 32 in C Minor, Opus 111. As I said, the Schnabels had to flee for their lives because they were Jewish. They ultimately settled in the United States. They became American citizens, I think, in 1943, and divided their time thereafter between the United States and Switzerland. One of the Schnabel sons was himself a fine pianist, and there are those who say that the playing of Karl Ulrich Schnabel, who was born in 1909, is indistinguishable from that of his father's. And when you hear the recordings that they made of one of the Bach double concertos, you uh, understand why those people who say the two of them are indistinguishable, may well be right. I'll leave it up to you, however, to draw your own conclusions. Here is Karl Ulrich Schnabel playing the Ludwig van Beethoven Piano Sonata number 30 in E major, opus 109.
Carl Ulrich Schnabel, a pianist every bit as fine as his much better known father, Artur Schnabel. That was Carl Ulrich Schnabel playing something that his father recorded. Mm-hmm. The piano sonata number 30 in E major, opus 109, mm-hmm. by Ludwig van Beethoven. In fairness to Karl Ulrich Schnabel, I made the observation before I played that sonata that there are those who maintain that it is impossible to distinguish the father from the son and vice versa. I'm going to play the Mozart Piano Concerto Number 10 in E-flat major, Kirchhoffetz Agnes 365. The concerto in E-flat major for two pianos. Arthur Schnabel and Karl Ulrich Schnabel are accompanied by the London Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Adrian Bolt. Who played first and who played second is not known. And you can't tell the difference. Two great pianists, both of whom had to flee Germany because of the Nazis.
Wolfgang Amade Mozart, the concerto in E flat major, Kirchhoffzeichnis 365, the concerto for two pianos. The pianists were Arthur Schnabel and his son, Karl Ulrich Schnabel. They were accompanied by the London Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Adrian Bolt. Not yet Sir Adrian Bolt, when this was recording was made, I think in 1936, whatever. I will make the observation that now, perhaps, you understand why there are those who say that you cannot distinguish Arthur Schnabel from his son, Karl Ulrich Schnabel, both of whom were compelled to flee Western Europe for their lives because they were Jews. The Jewish Mahler student and protege Oskar Fried, of course, also was compelled to flee for his life. Unlike most of the others, he went east. He ended up in Moscow. After all, he knew that even though he was a Jew going to an anti-Semitic nation, he would be welcome. The first time he visited, Vladimir Lenin met him at the railway station. Here is a recording that was made in Berlin in 1929. The vocal soloists, Lotte Lennart, soprano, Jenny Sonnenberg, contralto, Eugen Transky, tenor, Wilhelm Gutmann, bass, the Bruno Kittelschakor, and the Berlin Staatsoper Orchestra are conducted by Oskar Fried in this amazing performance of Ludwig van Beethoven's Symphony No. 9 in D minor, Opus 125, the Choral Symphony. I take particular delight in this recording because it was my set of 78s that was used for the transfer, which was made by Mark Oberthorne.
begin that recording of Ludwig van Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 9 in D minor, Opus 125, the so-called Choral Symphony, a recording made in Berlin in 1928. Lotte Leonard was the soprano, Jenny Sonnenberg the contralto, Eugen Transky the tenor, Wilhelm Gutmann the bass. The Bruno Kittelscher Chor, the Bruno Kittel Choir, the Berliner Stadtoper Orchestra, the Berlin State Opera Orchestra, conducted by the great Jewish conductor Oskar Fried, who, in 1934, after the rise of the Nazis, was compelled to flee Germany for his life. Because he had been warmly welcomed in Moscow in 1922 by Vladimir Lenin himself, he went east, first to Tbilisi, and then to Moscow, and he died there in 1941. 